Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'd play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Football Sunday. Mike Rashad, Joe with you. Talking about Super Wild Card Week. If you missed the first hour, broke down or reacted at least to the Bengals, Raiders, and Bills, Patriots games, as well as chatted about uh, Bucks, Eagles, which is about to get underway on Fox. But the big game of the day, at least the best matchup of the day, in my opinion, is one of the most classic rivalries in the NFL. And that would be the Cowboys versus the 49ers. Now, this is the most picked up set I've seen this week all across all the, the betting things I follow and people who are in that world. It seems like everyone and their mother is picking the 49ers in this game. I think plus three is what it was. And the Niners have certainly turned up at the right time. I mean, what was it like six weeks ago? We almost wrote them off and we're like, ah, the Niners suck. What what are they going to do? But going up against Cowboys team that has been really inconsistent this year, I I see why people are picking the Niners. Um, Cowboys offense has not been as good as it was early in the year. They have not been running the football as well, although they did just have a fantastic week 18 game against the Eagles, which you referenced last segment where they put up 51 points on them. But um, I'm just super excited for this matchup just because of the classic rivalry aspect of it. Right. And if a lot of people think the, the Niners could win, then it should be a close game. Because honestly, I, I'm kind of on the flip side of that where I think it'll be a close game because they're, you know, the Niners defense is really good and Garoppolo's been playing really well as well. But the Cowboys offense, when it's clicking, is really hard to stop. And if they can kind of recreate what they did against Philly last week, then I feel like they're kind of in a really good spot as well. Uh, Dallas is one of those, excuse me, uh, the 49ers are one of those teams that when they win games, they're putting up at least 20, you know, 21 points a game, you know. So that means they're at least they're scoring touchdowns. You're not going to get a whole lot of field goals from them when they're uh, when they're really, really clicking. But you're, you mentioned like when this offense is going, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo might not be a guy that is going to light the world on fire. But I don't think he's somebody that's going to lose you a game. And I, and I mean, I've. Uh, he's somebody that's already. I mean, he did. Uh, he did lose them the Super Bowl. Okay, that's what I was going to say. He lost them the what? <laughs> The Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, he got to the Super Bowl. He is a Super Bowl quarterback, you know? And so we've seen that already. You know, you put us. And a this pretty, might be his last last game in San Francisco if they which lose. Is, which is crazy. Like, how many? There well, are you, two you quarterbacks. drafted Trey Lance. Yeah. And I, and I get it. And that might have been um, a, a good idea. But at times, the Trey Lance thing will look like a mistake. Like, uh, you, you forget he's a rookie and you just, you let him work through things and you hope that he gets better. But what if this is a two attack of low situation? What if he's just not that good? And we've seen can, almost none of Trey Lance. It's really no, hard to no, make that. You, yeah, you, he's played right. like a game and a half. Yeah, you're right. You, but I mean, you're, we're not sure quite yet, but I think people know, think Garoppolo isn't the answer. So what were you waiting for all this time? But here it is. You're 10 and seven. It's hard to let go of a guy when you're making the playoffs almost every year. Last year, Garoppolo was hurt, so they didn't make it very far, right? But the year before, weren't they in the Super Bowl? 
Two was that, was that two years ago? Was that two years ago? Yeah. So, I get it all, all confused. So, with years, I mean, yeah. in, in the three years, Garoppolo's really, really been the starting quarterback. One of them meant going to the Super Bowl. The other one meant coming back to the playoffs. Like, that's it's pretty impressive. The NFC West was really, really competitive this year. With, you know, with the exception of the Seahawks, Arizona was awesome. Obviously, the Rams have been awesome this year. San Francisco, right there. You got three teams from a division that are in the playoffs. That's impressive, man. And the 49ers were one of those teams that just kind of continued to impress for the most of the year. So, I mean, I I still think Dallas is a better team. I'm not really going to subscribe to that whole uh, the biggest upset of the week. And it could be, you know, a, a, a huge upset. But I just honestly think this this Dallas team, especially after putting up 51 in your final game of the season, I think they're ready. You know, and I think this is this might be the year for Dak to – I'm not gonna say win the win the Super Bowl, but they can make them. They can make a deep playoff run, you know, possibly even an NFC Championship. That's a that's a solid season, you know, for me for the Cowboys. So I still think, um, obviously, I think the Packers are better, you know, right now. I think the Packers are the best team uh, in the playoffs at this point. But would, would I be super super shocked if Dallas made it? Not really. Well, Joe, how are you feeling going into this? Because everyone seems to be picking the Niners, but. You, you of all people here would know how confident to be in the Cowboys going into this game. Uh, well, just to go back a week when the week 18 was wrapping up, I didn't want anything to do with the Cardinals and Rams. And then the 49ers, they end up beating the Rams. And you're like, sweet, that's the matchup we wanted, right? Right? And then I started thinking about this 49ers team, and they have playmakers all over the field. They right? do. Debo Samuel. You got the best tight end in football, arguably, George Kittle. Uh, you have one of the best tackles in football in Trent Williams. You have on the defensive side, Nick Bosa. You have one of the best linebackers in Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have players all over this field. There was a reason why teams were or why people were high on them to start the year, right? Some people had them winning the division or even making the, play- making the playoffs, which they did. So as the week starts to roll on, I'm start thinking, I'm like, this 49ers team is damn good. Like, they can definitely pose problems for the Cowboys. As great as Trayvon Diggs has been this year, he's also given up the most yards all season out of all DBs. So Debo could go off for 100-plus and a touchdown this one. But I think that what happens in the past really dictates how people feel about a team, and I get it. They see the Cowboys as just the same old Cowboys. Right. And they see this as a perfect opportunity for them. Oh, great season. Yeah, but they'll lose. It's a playoffs. Mike lose. McCarthy is the coach. And, if, yeah. and if we're being honest, you know, they'll blow it somehow. Over the past like 10 years, if you're asking which franchise has really has been more successful, it's, it's the, been the 49ers. Yeah. You know, they've for been sure. to the Super Bowl a couple times. They've had a, a few uh, amazing games in the playoffs with multiple quarterbacks, you know, at this point over the past what, 10 years ago. They've had three quarterbacks over the past 10 years, and two of them have at least been to the Super Bowl. So uh, so I think they're looking at that. And, again, same old Dallas, same old Cowboys, but I don't know. I, I don't I don't get the same old Cowboy feeling with, with this team. I could be wrong. And it, this is said a lot in football, but I think it is very important today is that this game will be won at the line of scrimmage on both, both sides. The Cowboys, what's impressed me the most this year – And this has been something that they've needed for years, which every team needs. But the Cowboys, I've just been dying for them to have this, is a dominant pass rush. And right now with Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, and the defensive rookie of the year and Micah Parsons, they have that. They have three all-pro guys that can get after the quarterback. And if they're able to get through this offensive line of the 49ers and make things uncomfortable for Jimmy Garoppolo – then Jimmy G is going to have his mistakes and he'll he'll give Dallas this game. I think that's the big key is as good as Jimmy G has been towards the end of this year, he's still like a, a 20 and 12 guy, like touchdowns to pick ratio. This year, Dak is 37 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. You know, it's it's just a different level of quarterback and a different level of offense. Now, the Niners do run the football really effectively, especially when they're healthy. And the Cowboys have been super inconsistent with running the football, and they've kind of gone away from running the football towards the end of the year. If the Cowboys are going to win this game, they need Zeke to show up and be Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, Zeke, Tony Pollard. And Pollard's been a little bit iffy the last few weeks, too. They need him to come out and be kind of the change of pace guy that he's been. I think if they can run the football, even 
like remotely consistently. It doesn't have to be amazing. I think the Cowboys should be able to win this game because offensively, I believe that they are better than San Francisco's offense. But you mentioned Debo Samuel. You mentioned George Kittle. If if, if those guys break free and have big games, anything is possible. Again, yeah. it, sorry to interrupt. Please, go it, it goes back to that line of scrimmage. If the Cowboys offensive line is able to get pushed, contain Nick Bosa, because they'll probably be putting him on the opposite side of Tyron Smith because they want to try and expose uh, Terrence Steele on the right side. If they're able to get push and they're able to run the ball, that's going to open up the passing game. And if they can protect Dak in the pocket and not have him scrambling, running all over the place, because Dak uh, on the run is just not as good as he is when he's just in the pocket, but plain and simple. He's not a very great on-the-run quarterback. So if the offensive line and defensive line for the Cowboys can show up, line of scrimmage today – it's it's going to be the Cowboys. I, I I tend to think that Garoppolo doesn't get enough credit. I think he should get much more credit for as successful as the 49ers have been able to be. When he's not there, I mean, we can go over the the numbers, but I think we know them at this point. People, you know, spout and spit them out at, at nauseum. Like, we know that when he's on the field for the 49ers, for the most part, they win. Played 15 games this season. Uh, and he won, what, he won 10 of them? So when he's out there on the field for, for the 49ers, they win. And he is a game manager. Uh-oh. But he's he's just somebody that tries not to make a lot of mistakes, and he doesn't. The one full season he had in San Francisco, 27 touchdowns, 13 picks. He missed a couple games this year and still put up, you know, 20 touchdowns and 12 picks. Like, he's just somebody that's going to try not to make a whole, whole lot of mistakes for you. As long as he can do that and kind of, you know, what Joe was saying, you know, about Dallas's line, if they can protect him and he can find Debo Samuel, who has emerged as one of the best receivers in the league. And Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs, too, has been very successful. His playoff stats are actually really good. I think that's the thing is Jimmy G in the regular season is fine. Jimmy G in the playoffs so far in his career, and it's very, very small sample size, has been very, very good. So maybe he's a guy who elevates his game at that level consistently, and it, you know it's not a fluke and, and in you know, that we've, sense. We've seen it from guys. Hey, listen, Troy Aikman, a great quarterback, but you look at Aikman's numbers, it's like eh, they're good, you know, but they're not mind blowing Peyton Manning, uh, um, anybody Tom Brady esque, you know. But in the playoffs, but in the playoffs, oh, he gets it done, and I kind of see a little bit of Garoppolo, or and or excuse me, a little bit of of that in Garoppolo is just when he gets to that time. Uh, Flacco was like that. He gets to the playoffs, and it's like, man, it's 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 winning time. He can make it pretty deep, not win the Super Bowl every year, but he can impress you with what he what he's able to do. I think some guys are just gamers, and that might be Jimmy Garoppolo, and it could very well be Dak Prescott as well. I I, I just feel like Joe, what Joe said is a very good way of how to look at it, and it's kind of how I look at it. Is this isn't the same Cowboys anymore, nope. or at least it doesn't feel like the same Cowboys anymore. I suppose they could prove that wrong and Mike McCarthy could make a couple of boneheaded decisions and they lose in embarrassing fashion to the Niners today. And it's like, well, it's still the Cowboys, but I don't believe this is the Cowboys. That's the same Cowboys anymore. I think they have enough weapons. I think they have enough going on. I think they have creative enough, creative enough offensive play calling with Kellen Moore that they're a different team. And I also have a little bit of everyone's betting on the Niners. I'm going to go ahead and take the Cowboys then. Like if, like, and sometimes fading the public is is a decent thing to do. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the Cowboys in that sense in this game. And also, just as far as you know, the Cowboys are concerned, you don't think they're hearing everybody and their mother take the 49ers and how great of an opportunity and oh, that's one of the upset picks of the mm-hmm. week. I mean, they're they're hearing all that. Of course, big potential injury in this uh, game that's on right now. Bucks uh, got the ball first. They're still driving. There was a roughing the passer on Brady, which extended the drive or at least helped them extend the drive. But Tristan Wirfs, right tackle, who's been really good for Tampa, was just seen limping into the locker room. So they've got their backup in at right tackle. And uh, they just got a first down at the five-yard line. So they are already at the five on their very, very first drive. And Gio Bernard had a big game. At he's point. had two catches now, yeah. He also had a drop, so... He's, he's involved in the passing game, Yeah, that's as you said, as you said. All right, we got one more game uh, before we get to hate it or love it to get to, and that is the game tonight between the Chiefs, the Chefs, 
and the potential last game in the career of Ben Roethlisberger for the Steelers. We'll get to that next. This is Football Sunday on The Fan. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten nineteen here on your Sunday morning. A couple of more games to preview. We got a hate it or love it smack dab in the middle of that. The game tonight is the Chiefs versus the Steelers. I don't know which appears to be a worse matchup on paper. This one we're watching right now or that one. I'm, I'm going to assume... Most people would say Chiefs Steelers is a worse matchup, mostly because the Bucks have enough injuries that it could get interesting with the Eagles. Kansas City, <laughs> oh, how the tides turned with them this year. Going from the early year, like, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to do it this year to, well, here they are. I mean, they're the two seed, so they didn't get the one seed, but they're the best team in the AFC. I think they're better than the Titans for sure. Um, and they're going up against a Steelers team that needed every single thing to go right for them last week to even make the playoffs they needed the Colts to lose the Jags ding they needed to beat the Ravens did and they needed a non-tie in the Chargers and the Raiders game which was a lot closer to being a tie than uh than it probably should have been and it probably should have finished a tie if if Brandon Staley didn't take that time out so the Steelers have backed their way into the playoffs uh Ben Roethlisberger had a had a funny quote where he was like look we're supposed to go out there and lose by 20 to the Chiefs right like let's just go have some fun like I, he, I think he was kind of saying that tongue in cheek, a little bit of like a motivational tactic, but that's how we're all viewing it. Like the Steelers are not a good football team this year. I, I really don't think they are. I think they have a great head coach who did everything he could with what was given to him and pushed them to a spot where they were possibly getting into the playoffs. And then they got insanely lucky last week to make it to the playoffs. Uh, I don't see this game being at all competitive at all. And the Chiefs are so good right now. Yeah, the Chiefs are just, they're on another level right now as far as their play. At first, the first, like, what, five games of the season, it was all what's happening with the Chiefs. Mahomes isn't that good. So many interceptions. Uh, Yeah, he's throwing so many picks. He's not, you know, he's missing wide open receivers. You know, the connection with he and Tyreek Hill isn't there. The connection with he and Travis Kelsey isn't there. Um, Uh. Andy Reid's playbook just isn't working. They need to open it up more and let all these things, blah, 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 blah. And then fast forward, and we're right where we've been for the past, what, three, four years. 
And that's talking about the Chiefs being the best team in the AFC or the best team in possibly in the NFL. After that Titans loss, um, it's been they've rattled off wins. They beat Green Bay, who's the you know considered the best team in football. They've beaten the Cowboys, who have a great team. They've beaten the the young Chargers. You know they obviously beat down the Steelers. You know before their last loss to uh, Cincinnati, but. They lost to the Bengals, right? Yeah, that was only by Bengals. three. Yeah, they lost to them by, by three. Game. But, you know, the week before that, they hammered the Steelers 36 to 10. So this is a team that when they're not just beating people like the Raiders playoff team. They beat them 48 to nine. Uh, Cowboys playoff team 19 to nine. You know, again, they played the Raiders 41 to 14. You know, so they're not just doing this to the the bottom dwellers, you know, the bottom feeders of the of the league. They're doing this to playoff caliber teams and they're just rolling right now and there's no real game plan for to for for the chiefs there's not hope that they make mistakes hope that they drop balls hope that their offensive line doesn't hold up and you can get to uh patrick mahomes but for the most part if they're not making mistakes they're as perfect an offense as you'll find ever in the nfl and i just with the steelers you're right. I mean, I don't really have much to add about the Chiefs. They don't have Clyde Edwards-Alaire today. I don't believe. I think he's out for the game. But um, I don't think that's going to matter. They they did start running the ball more to kind of balance out the offense. They changed some things on defense, which was their biggest bugaboo uh, to begin the year was defensively. They were just getting destroyed, especially in the passing game. But for the Steelers, I just I, – I, Najee Harris has been good. You know, he's been kind of in and out of practice this week. He's been really good as a rookie. And you got Deontay Johnson's been an exciting receiver, but you have a quarterback who can barely move. And his throwing is really just like end of career Phillip Rivers again. Like it's he can't really throw the ball that well. He's he, he's just old and you know he's retiring. Like this is it. And I just don't I don't see how they get enough offense at all to keep up with a team like Kansas City. And they do have, you know, defensive player of the year on their team, (laughs) TJ Watt. So that's going to help them, of course, you know, tying the sack record with Michael Strahan. I just, just, by the way, how crazy is it that another Watt brother is insanely good at defense? Shocker. Like amazing. (laughs) Um, He might even be better than his brother, which is crazy. And the Cowboys drafted Taco Charlton ahead of him. Mm. Anybody named Taco? Taco Charlton. Um, someone who I don't even know if is in the NFL anymore. Usually, guys named Taco don't usually work out in their Dude, <laughs> respective sport. Whenever, hey, don't you talk about whenever, it on Taco Fall? I'm just saying. Whenever TJ Watt is like having a dominant performance, I get on Twitter and one of the number one trending things is Taco Charlton. I'm like, got to keep reminding us, don't that's, you? That's your uh, Cowboys algorithm coming in there because I've never seen that trending yeah, for me. <laughs> that definitely is. Yeah, that's the algorithm. Um, yeah, Chiefs are Chiefs are a huge favorite in this game. To me, this is just a, a simple open and shut case for me of the Steelers back their way in. The Chiefs are better. The Chiefs are going to win. The only thing that will give me a little bit of pause of saying that is that it's the Steelers. You know, it's Mike Tomlin and it's Roethlisberger and they've been here before and they know how to win playoff games. So maybe they've got something up their sleeve that can keep this a little bit closer than I think. But I don't know. This is one of those things. I, I really enjoy the expanded playoffs because we get more games. But who are the seven seeds? The Eagles and the Steelers. Like, uh, are these really playoff teams? I don't know. I'm really torn because I love having six games this week. I think it's awesome. More football is better, I think. But if we're going to get games like this, and I I don't know. If we're going to get teams like this in, I I don't know if it's actually worth it. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's, I'm not a big fan of the nine and seven teams. However, this is a situation where you got Ben Roethlisberger last season, um, legendary quarterback, regardless of what you know people, you know, want to say about him, or regardless of what his rap sheet is, like on the football field, man, dude was, dude was great, and so that's a storyline for people. And so when you have nine and seven teams like that, it, it makes it a little bit easier to swallow. Pause. All right, let's get to hate it or love it, and then the final segment will be Rams Cardinals. First, Joe has sports. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Seven zip bucks still. Eagles went three and out. Punted. Bucks just punted back to Philly. Philly's Nile got second and one. I do not know the yard line because they are zoomed in on the 27 yard line. They're on 27 yard line. So we'll keep you updated on that. Hey, there, love it, Joe. What do you got today? Uh, that's the 28, Mike. Ah, For sorry. God's sakes. Sorry. Can't Count, believe you. Counting. Get it right, Lynch. Some professional you are. So um, professional. Okay, so I almost thought about doing some basketball stuff today, but I said, nah, it's football Sunday. Let's keep it football. We're in the thick of the playoffs. Do the Blazers still have a team? (laughs) Well, I was thinking, you know, maybe some uh, trade CJ, Anthony. Now you're starting shooting guard, you know, something like that. Ducks should be a top 25 after their weekend. Oh, you just want to you just want us to pay attention to your hot take from Twitter yesterday. Hey, the the Ducks had a good weekend. I know they did. They beat two top five teams. Uh, First time since 77 beating two top five teams on the road in, in a five day span. Oregon or any team? Any team. Oh. Any team. Very nice. Uh, But, yeah, let's get to football stuff, shall we? Uh, The Buffalo Bills, as mentioned earlier in the show, absolutely dominant performance against the New England Patriots. Almost perfect performance. Scoring a touchdown on just about every drive besides their end of the half, which they didn't even get a drive there. It was a squib kick to end the half, and then they kneeled out the final drive to finish the game. So the Bills looking like... The Bills that everybody thought they should be dominant, putting up points. And if the game goes uh, the Chiefs way today, we were we are going to get a Bills-Chiefs matchup next week. A little rematch. Yes. And if that is the case, hate it or love it, Bills play the Chiefs. The Bills should be the favorites. Oh, I mean, I'll hate it. They're not going to be the favorites in that game because, first of all, it'll be in Kansas City. I know they won't be, but should, should they, they be? Uh, no, I, I hate it. They should not be the favorites in the game. What I do think will happen is they'll win the game. I think they'll win that game against Kansas City if they can play anywhere close to what they did against the Chiefs. But look, the way Kansas City's played at the end of the year, to me, has kind of re-solidified them as the best team in the AFC. And it's not... It's not a huge gap between them and Buffalo, uh, but it's still a gap in my opinion. And we've seen 
the Chiefs beat the Bills badly enough that Buffalo changed their entire offensive system and made it predicated on solely beating the Chiefs. <laughs> that was what they did because they saw the team that was in front of them in the AFC. Um, no, the Chiefs will be favored and they should be favored in that game. However, look, if they can do that against the Patriots defense, the Chiefs defense is not good. I mean, it's not terrible anymore, but it's not a good defense. I mean, they could do whatever they want against Kansas City if they could do that against the Pats. The Bills could win that game, and they're in the right conference for it because the AFC is really wide open this year. The NFC is really top-heavy, and there's only a couple of top teams I really consider, but anyone in the AFC can do it. The Bengals, the Bengals could do it. I was kind of, I was kind of noodling with that earlier in the postseason. I was like, or earlier, earlier this week, like, could the Bengals not make the Super Bowl out of the AFC? It's possible. So it's wide open. So yeah, the Bills could definitely win that game. I just don't think they'll be favored. Uh, I love, I love it. Um, the Bills should definitely be favored in that game. They beat them by 18 points the last time they played. And when you look on paper or when you look at this team, uh, the Bills, who's the best uh, Who's the best defense against the pass? It's the Bills. Uh, the Bills are a top, the top 15-ish defense against the run. Uh, there's nothing Kansas City can do against either one of those things. You're going to be able to run against Kansas City. You're going to be able to pass against Kansas City. The Bills just shredded a top five defense in the NFL, and Josh Allen looked like a world beater doing it. So do I think that they should be favored in the next game if they absolute, if they have to play each other? Yes, because the last time the Bills and Chiefs played each other, the Bills won by 18 points at Arrowhead Stadium. So okay, they showed they can do it. They just showed they can do it in negative 10-degree weather uh, last night. So, yes, I absolutely think the Bills should be favored in the next game to play each other. All right. Moving on to tomorrow night's NFC wildcard matchup between the L.A. Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. And two kind of perplexing teams right now. Neither of them have really given you much confidence the way that they finished out the season and their quarterback play. And, again, Cardinals, what, they were – 8-0, 9-0 to start the season. Yeah. And then they finished the season 11-6. and And then the Rams, again, they just um, they seem inconsistent at times. Matthew Stafford, he can get his team into trouble, but then he can also win them a game. And it's just a very, like I said, perplexing two teams. But hate it or love it, the Rams are the better team. Uh, than the Cardinals? Yes, sir. Uh, I've, I've, Jeez, I hate it. Um, I mean, I think the, on on paper, and football is not played on paper. The Rams have an absolutely amazing roster: Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and throwing Odell Beckham Jr. I, f- I forgot Von Miller plays for that team. All that said, man, you just can't fake chemistry. And right now, the Arizona Cardinals just have great chemistry. And right, and, and one thing we don't talk about enough is defense in the playoffs. And the Arizona Cardinals defense is a top ten defense against the run and against the pass. So they're a team that can go out there and completely shut you down on the other end. We've seen the Rams win some games. But then we've seen a couple of games where they just look clunky and they just look like they haven't really been able to figure out how to get guys involved. They finally figured out a way to get Odell Beckham Jr. involved in your offense. Cooper Cup is obviously the best receiver in the league, triple crown winner and everything like that. But I just look at this team and say, man, their, their offense is great, but they still haven't figured it out all the way. Maybe this is the time they get it figured out. But the, uh, the Cardinals consistently for the whole year have shown that they are a better team on both sides of the ball. So I'm going with the, with the Cardinals as the better team. Uh, I'm going to love it, and it's more a momentum-based thing than anything else. The Rams were really inconsistent in the middle of the year. We had some concerns about them, but they've won five of their last six games. Yes, they lost the Niners last week in a huge win for, for San Francisco, and they blew a lead in that game too. But they had won five games in a row prior to that and had played much, much better, uh, winning some close games as well, including against the Ravens and the Seahawks. Uh, whereas the Cardinals, like Joe mentioned, started 9-10-0 and finished with five losses. So, and they've and most of those losses have come in the last seven weeks. Um, so it, it's it's te- two teams going in completely different directions. The Cardinals lost to the Seahawks last week in week 18, and they have not looked very, very, very good at all. They've looked very clunky on offense. Now, there is the concern about Matt Stafford being a little bit uh, of a turnover machine this year. He's a guy who has certainly cost the Rams some, a couple of times this year. And despite the fact that they've been winning, he has not been playing at the same level he was early in the year. 
We do see this with Sean McVay teams as the year goes on. They tend to slow down offensively a little bit as teams figure them out. But I guess the same can be said for Cliff Kingsbury. The, the end of the line for me is who has more talent? It's the Rams. The Rams are loaded with talent. And who's been there before? The Rams. The Cardinals have not been to this level yet with this team. I think the Cardinals are really good. I like the Cardinals a lot. Um, I've been very high on them the last two years. Just for this game, I almost feel like it's just a bad matchup for them. I think it'll be close, but I think the Rams are going to win by a field goal. So I'll take uh, the Rams as the better team. Uh, yes, just to correct the record there, 7-0 uh, and is what the Cardinals started at. So they finished 4-6. and six on the year um, the last 10 games including losing four of their last five at one win coming against my Cowboys conveniently <laughs> yep. um, losses against the Rams the Colts and the Panthers though down the stretch of the season so yikes all right did they lose to the Lions too yes crushed by the Lions that was a really good game for the Lions 30 to 12 yeah they were drunk um, all right, moving on to the top team in the NFC. They have the bye week this week. They are waiting to see who they will play. The road to the Super Bowl goes through Lambeau Field. With that being said, the Packers have had four conference championship games since they won their Super Bowl. They have lost all four of those conference championship games. They have not been back to the Super Bowl since they won it in 2009, 2010, whatever year that was when they won it with Aaron Rodgers against the Steelers. Packers have the one seed yet again. Hate it or love it. If the Packers don't make the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers' legacy should come into question. Don't roll your your eyes at me, Mike. Joe, come on. I hate, I hate it. Like, I understand you want to use Super Bowls as a as a gauge for someone's legacy, but Aaron Rodgers is is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, quarterback of the most recent generation, um, outside of Tom Brady. I I'm, is he in the same generation as Brady? Are we? Is that like the exact same generation? They're in the same. They, yeah, because Brady been, played for longer than him, obviously. Yeah, but you know, Brady's played okay, longer. Okay, so than uh, second best behind Tom Brady. Rodgers and, started for them in two thousand eight. Yeah, so you know. It was a while after Brady started, but um, they played at the same time. So, sure, same generation. Second best quarterback behind Brady. No one's touching Brady. It's it's not going to happen. I don't care if you win or don't win Super Bowls. It, if, you're, if you're a great quarterback, you're a great quarterback. And it's not, it's not like every time they've lost in the championship game, it's been Aaron Rodgers' fault. It's not like he's like a, a huge bum once you get to the playoffs and it's like, oh, he won that Super Bowl, but ever since then, he just throws four picks in every game and can't do it. And usually, his team's got injuries, or he's hurt. I remember he was hurt a couple of times. It's it's not no, it doesn't affect his legacy to me. His legacy doesn't come into question. You know, I think he's a little bit of an idiot, but I also think, and that affects my opinion of him. But legacy wise, as a football player, he's incredible, and he's one of the few guys that we've seen in this game who can throw on the run like he does and, and extend plays and with such accuracy and such tight windows. I mean, no, no, hate, hate, <sighs> hate, 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 hate. I'm going to love it, man. I, boo, I'm with, I'm, I'm with you. And Aaron Rodgers is arguably the most talented quarterback that we've ever seen. But there are some people that just, they, they have to be defined by more than one championship. You know, you look at, you look around and you look at the greatest that have ever done it. They've all got multiple championships. Peyton Manning, multiple championships. Uh, um, obviously, uh, Joe Joe Montana, multiple championships. Eli Manning, Tom multiple Brady, championships. multiple championships. Say what you want to, but <laughs> Eli Manning in those two games was absolutely phenomenal. And I take that from the Patriots guy because I can tell you what he did to the, to us down the stretch. You know, so. But it's just one of those things. You're too good to be that. Uh, bad in the championship okay, games. But you know, like, like LeBron James, we talk about him all the time as far as being he can't be the greatest because Jordan won six. We can't be this because this person won this thing. They've all he's, Some people are always going to be defined by championships. And when you look at Tom Brady and he's won seven and you're as good as you are and you've only won one. And mind you, it's really hard to win one. So if you look at this guy on the other on the other end who you constantly compare to and he's won seven and you've won one. Yeah, you look like you haven't really kind of lived up to your potential, especially when 
when you look at somebody like uh, um, Peyton Manning, who has two, and then really got one at the tail end of his career where he couldn't even throw the ball. But here's Aaron Rodgers, who's making every single throw you can think of, and he's about to be eclipsed by Patrick Mahomes. If Mahomes wins the second in the second Super Bowl, where do you think that leaves Aaron Rodgers? That leaves him third on that list, possibly even fourth or fifth if you start throwing in Peyton Manning and Joe Montana. So, yes, he absolutely needs a Super Bowl for this legacy because he's not a type of guy who wants to be number two. He's already going to be number two, but if he starts falling down the list in three and four, how much longer before we just don't talk about him anymore like we don't talk I, about Joe Montana anymore? I don't know. I mean, with Peyton, if Peyton didn't win one with the Broncos, that doesn't change how I view Peyton Manning. Still won a Super Bowl. That's big, when right? When was the last time we mentioned Joe Montana as, the, as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? Exactly. What? And we should. He's down that list. All of a sudden, Peyton Manning's moved up that list. All of a sudden, Drew Brees moved up that list. And then somewhere in there with four Super Bowls is Joe Montana. And he's got four. I think, what do you think, we're gonna I think say, that's just more What do you think we're going to say about Aaron Rodgers? I'm saying, what do you think we're going to say about Aaron Rodgers once Patrick Mahomes eclipses him? Yeah, I mean, he was really good, but yeah, he only that won Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks yeah. we've seen play. I don't, uh, exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Certain guys are going to get the. He's real, like Dirk Nowinski can win one ring and it's cool. We didn't expect you to win that one ring by yourself, but you did and it's cool. Aaron Rodgers won one. We expect you to win more, and if he does it, yeah, he's going to be looked at as great, but not the best. That's well, just what it is. He may also go win one somewhere else once he leaves Green Bay. Very true. Very. Because I don't think he's staying with the Packers this year. I don't think after he this year. It's a wrap in Green Bay. It's cold. Have you been there? I've no, I've not. Oh, thank you, man. I have not been to uh, cheese. I've driven through Wisconsin. That's what I have not been to Wisconsin. That's what we're known for is cheese, gas. I'm good. Uh, cheese is amazing. Cheese is amazing. But do you, you want should your be whole, known for cheese? You want your whole state to be just. I mean, if you got make great cheese, then yeah, of course. I'm good. I've had Wisconsin cheese curds. They're they're tasty. They're they're phenomenal. However, however, with that <laughs> phenomenal final rant by Rashad Taylor. Still wasn't enough, Dying Mike, you. with you're, a strong start. Oh, you boo. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. It's okay. We're previewing the last game it, anyway. Uh, we're previewing the last game. we got Rams-Cardinals tomorrow. We'll talk about that next to wrap up the show. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Final segment to go here on Football Sunday. Pats are now up four. Or Pats. Wow, Brady. No, I looked at I looked at Brady and I said Pats immediately. Bucks are up fourteen zip on the Eagles. This was a uh, another rushing touchdown by Vaughn, not by Gio Bernard. But uh, the Eagles are finding it tough offensively so far. Bucks are doing a good job with the uh, RPOs thus far as looked, well. It, was that Ryan Jensen I saw on the ground after that touchdown, though? That it was. It looked like he was holding his head concussion potentially. I also saw Werfs was warming up again on the sideline, testing out the knee. Well, that's all great news. I'm glad the Bucks are completely healthy and won't have any hindrance going into the next round. Good for them. <laughs> I mean, they have plenty of injuries there, Joe. Is that a likely matchup for the Cowboys then if they win? Uh, if Cowboys win and Bucks uh, continue on this trend, and the and the Rams win, yeah, I mean, there's no way that the three seed can play the one seed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, last game is Rams Cardinals. It is tomorrow night. It's very cool. We're getting a Monday Night Football playoff game. That's exciting. And we talked about it a little bit in the hate it or love it. There, this game is. Probably outside of Cowboys Niners, and that's a lot of the uh, the classic rivalry aspect of it. The most fascinating game of the weekend, because you have two teams who, at times this year, have looked unstoppable, and then at times this year looked completely pedestrian. And with both of them, I'm not really sure where we're at right now. I mean, I know that the momentum is way more on the Rams' side, but I, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm so interested in seeing the first quarter of this game and who comes out like in what way, because I do think in, in this game, especially in a divisional matchup, how you start the game is going to be huge. That, that interception in the bills Patriots game yesterday early that Micah Hyde made where it was the perfect Mac Jones pass and he jumped. It was one of the best interceptions I've seen in a long time it was early in the game and it, the bills were already up. 
And that was a huge turning point where it was like, okay, even when the Patriots are going to drive it down here, the Bills are going to are going to be able to stop them. So I'm going to be very curious in the first quarter who comes out more firing. Are we going to see a really electric Cardinals offense that we saw for the first seven weeks of the season? Are we going to see Matt Stafford throwing the ball over the place? Um, you know, are they going to be a little bit more conservative and try to run the ball and get get a little bit of ground game going? I think it's going to be really important, especially for the Cardinals, to come out and and show the Rams we're still the Cardinals from earlier this year, and we can still run an offense like that. Because if the Rams come out and can run the football with Michelle, and you get you know a decent amount of passes out there to Beckham or to Cup, and and they're moving down the field, I I feel like that's immediately going to be a, a momentum killer for the Cardinals. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know when you look at these teams, they're both incredibly comparable at, you know, they're, they almost kind of mirror each other in a lot of ways. Matt Stafford has, you know, he's been great in 41 touchdowns on the season, 17 picks. Uh, Kyler Murray, not as many, you know, touchdowns, but does have uh, a, a few more on, on the ground, but James Conner uh, running the ball has been, you know, really good for, for the, uh, for the Cardinals. And then on the other side, man, Sony Michelle, while he doesn't have the touchdown numbers, like he's been very good, you know, for them this year. Like it's almost kind of like they mirror each other as far as what they do well. It's just at this point, because the Rams are so much more talented, I think the Rams are just uh the Rams are just able to to do a little bit more. And then when you got guys like Cooper Cup who had damn near two thousand yards, you know, on the season, and then you throw in, you know, guys like um Obviously, Odell Beckham and some others, man. Yeah, you've you've got yourself a, a pretty pretty damn good roster. So, uh, talent wise, they can definitely win. But we've seen teams go out there that are better teams beat more talented teams because they know how to play together. So we'll just see. You know, it's been a tale of two uh, of two seasons for for both of these teams, just because neither of them have really had a sustained excellence throughout the entire year. There's been points where both of them look like they they struggled, and at least for the Rams towards the end of the year is when they start playing their best football. And that's usually the type of football that wins going into the playoffs. Whoever has the most momentum uh, usually has a pretty good run, you know, coming into the playoffs. So I think the Rams can do it. But if there's ever a time for the Cardinals to wake up, then I think J.J. Watt is playing for them. Is he back? I did not see. I did not see that. Well, if he is back, they could absolutely uh, use him out there. So, but this is going to be a great game. I love divisional, you know, matchups during the playoffs. Obviously, this is the third time these guys will have seen each other this year. So uh, it's, it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season, but it has to happen for one of them. Who who are you rooting for in this game? Because I think I'm rooting for the Cardinals. I'm, I, just, I kind of already said I've liked them the last two years a lot. They're fun. When they're clicking, they're fun. Oh, yeah. They're and a lot I, of fun. I think I'm rooting for them. I, You know, honestly, I think Kyler Murray will get his chance. Matt Stafford played on a really bad team for a long time. Uh, you want him to get a little and bit of so playoff I would love. love for Matt Stafford to finally be in a situation to where um, he can compete for an opportunity to play for the Super Bowl. Even an, even an NFC Championship game for Matt Stafford, I think, would go a really, really long way for his career because he's been so good to be on such a bad franchise for so long. Yeah, I want to see the Cardinals just because I want to see the total disarray and, uh, you know, like basically just all the offseason storylines of the, how the Rams mortgage their future for a wild card exit. That to me would be pretty entertaining. That would be very funny. <laughs> they trade all their first round picks for these star players and it's gone. Uh, all right. You said you had some audio you wanted to play for us, Joe. Yes. This is cowboy related or yes, it is cowboy related. All right. Let's wrap up the show with who some do, who cowboy related lives, audio. Love some Michael Irvin flipping the F out over the Dallas Cowboys, huh? Uh, well, That's probably plenty of people right here. Y'all see it. You hear it. That's all I'm saying. That's all. Listen to everybody. Nobody, nobody believes in you. What are you prepared to do about it? Don't let no one come into your house. Take your meal. Do what you need to do today. I'm not nervous. I'm just telling you. No, it's not at all. <laughs> Whoa. Man, that guy goes really hard Whoa. for his teams. He turned that on the dime. From like intense screaming to I'm not nervous. Yeah, that's that's I'm not mad. that I'm is fine. basically the internal feelings of all cowboy fans right now. I would hell no, don't doubt us. I mean, I would love to listen. To, I'd listen to <laughs> that in my good. Beats headphones, you know, before the game, just to get myself fired up. 
Just a book Boy. of Michael. Just a, a that an would audio not work. book. An audio book of Michael Harfin trying to uh, motivate you. I think that could really work for that a lot would of not work on me, man. Don't don't scream at me. Too much uh, sugar in the coffee this morning, Michael. <laughs> That's just how he talks. <laughs> Certain type of sugar, maybe. It's the Stephen A. Smith effect, man. Everyone's just got to start yelling about stuff. I'm ready to run through a brick wall. Good. Oh, that's all I know. Run through a brick wall. Well, hopefully for your sake, Joe, I'm not rooting for the Niners or Cowboys necessarily. I'll, I'll pull for the Cowboys for you, Joe, so you can get a win. Feel good about yourself. I want him to be feel sad good about as your was, team. So <laughs> you, you want him to feel the pain? No, but, but I think Cowboys are a better team. So we'll 47 see. 17. The Niners win. That's what I want. It's not going to happen. Might happen in this game. Bucks are up 14 zip. Eagles offense looks really bad. Like, really, really bad. Or the Bucks defense looks really good. Either way. I think it's the, the former. Uh, we are off tomorrow for MLK Day as a station. I'm going to be out for the first couple days this week. I'll be back on Thursday with primetime, but primetime's here on Tuesday as well. So listen to the station. We'll be back next week as well for Divisional Week. Two games to react to and then two games to talk about. Uh, these are some of the best shows. I love these shows. Just having all the playoff games to talk about. It's so much fun. Enjoy uh, the rest of the playoffs this weekend, everybody. Good luck with your bets, and uh, we'll see you next week. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.